Hi everyone, Rin here at Commonwealth Holistic Herbalism and on the internet everywhere. We've got another replay for you this week, and this one is one of my personal favorites. It's episode 95, originally aired on October 5th, 2019, and it's an episode that we made right after I attended the MoveNat Level 3 Certification Challenge. This was a four-day course-slash-test-slash-immersion in natural movement skills, and it was quite the challenge. We ran three miles barefoot on complex terrain, we jumped nine feet across rocky chasms, we picked each other up and carried each other up the hill and down the trail, we hefted logs and traversed ropes, held our breath in icy streams. It was great, and it was hard. And in this episode, we talk about all the herbs I took to prepare beforehand, and the ones that I brought along to help me get through. If you want to work with herbs for physical challenges in your own life, whether that's an intense sporting event, or a job, or a lifestyle that's physically demanding, these might help you too. Oh, one last note. In the episode, you'll hear me mention a few challenges that I didn't quite master during the event. I uh, had to improve my skills, and complete those challenges, and video them, and send them in. And it took me about two years, just short of, about two days short of that, to finish them all, but I did it. Uh, so I got my cert, and I'm feeling pretty proud about that. I'm feeling uh, also pretty excited, and I'm looking forward to offering more hybrid movement ex-herbalism events in 2023 and beyond. Bringing these areas of holistic health and natural movement together is like my happy place, and I want to share that with you. So if you're on our mailing list, you'll hear about these events as soon as I've got them planned. And if you're not on our mailing list, just visit commonwealthherbs.com, and you can sign up at the bottom of the homepage there. Okay, on with the show. I'm Katya. And I'm Rin. And we're here at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism in Boston, Massachusetts. And on the internet everywhere, thanks to the power of the podcast. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, we're back! We were gone for a minute, and uh, that's because we were moving to a new apartment, and somehow foolishly we thought we were going to podcast while we were moving. Yeah, like, oh sure, <laughs> we'll move you know, Thursday, and then we'll just set everything up and we'll podcast Friday. It'll yeah, be great. I don't know what we thought. We, I think we skipped a couple weeks in there. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah, this didn't quite happen. But, but well, um, we're in the new place now. We are. Here we are. And uh, the birds have a new uh, enclosure for themselves. And much, much swanker. If you uh, follow us on Instagram, you may have seen some pictures there. Um, lots more space for them, lots of room to fly around. And the cats can watch and even paw at the plexiglass, and it's, it's safe for everyone. <laughs> it's safe for everybody. Everybody's very safe. They even have their own herbal salad bar now, yeah. which is really exciting. Line of little fresh plants in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, since we last podcasted here, I attended an event out in New Mexico. Um, this was the MoveNat Level 3 certification, and uh, that was a four-day course slash test slash challenge slash immersion in nature and natural movement and uh it was pretty intense it's pretty epically intense yeah so this week we're gonna talk about the herbs that i took to prepare and the ones that i took with me uh that i brought along with me to help me get through it um if you have a big physical challenge coming up like i don't know one of these obstacle course races or mm, it was i think that from what from from what I saw on the Instagram of what you guys were doing and from what I've heard from you too, it's like you were running a tough mutter every day. It's kind of it like was that. pretty there, it was there pretty was, epic there was some downtime. There were some quiet times, there was some resting time, you know. But yeah, it was it was pretty it was a lot. And it was great <laughs> and I liked it. But yeah, if you've got something like that coming up or if just your your work or your life is physically demanding, then I think a lot of these herbs could also help you as well. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to be our subject and hey, uh, if you've been, uh, looking to expand your movement experience a little bit and if you're local to, I don't know, New England, yeah, the Northeast, um, then you should check out Pumpkin Playtime, an outdoor adventure that <laughs> we are running, uh, in Railston, Massachusetts on October 19th and 20th. Yes, and don't worry. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna run this collaboratively together. So if you are out there 
thinking horrifying thoughts about running a Tough Mudder every day for a week. Yeah. Um, don't worry. This is going to be a choose your own level of challenge movement adventure. Yes, um, yes. I will not make you belly crawl through the mud, but I will offer the opportunity to you. Yeah. If you're into it. Yeah, belly crawl <laughs> through the cold mountain stream. Sure. Yes. Let's do it. So that, that will be an or option let's not if do you it. want it. You know, if you, yeah, yeah but, but if you're like, you know, carrying this pumpkin is actually pretty challenging for me, and I think I'm going to stop there, that will also be great. We want to we offer it at your level of physical challenge. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we'll have some more details on that at the end of our show today. You can also uh, bounce to commonwealthherbs.com slash events, and you'll find it right there. Uh, and so Let's more, jump on that, in. more on that soon. But first. Oh, right. First, the reclaimer. Yes. Yes. Where we tell you that we are not doctors. We are herbalists and holistic health educators. The ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the United States, so these discussions are for educational purposes only. Everyone's body is different, so the things that we're talking about may or may not apply directly to you, but we hope that they'll give you some great information to think about and some ideas to research further. Yeah, and we want to remind you that good health is your own personal responsibility. The final decision when considering any course of therapy, whether it's discussed on the internet or prescribed by a physician, is in fact always yours. Yeah. All right. So with that said, let's talk a bit about challenges, physical challenges. And the herbs that support them. Yeah. So um, I started preparing for the event uh, about a month beforehand. Well, really, I started preparing for it like <laughs> half a year beforehand. Yeah, training and stuff. Um, so MoveNet, it's a, it's a system of, uh, the, the boilerplate is, it's a system of physical education designed to cultivate real-world capability through natural movement. And uh, that means that the idea is that we take you through an ordered progression of training, um, including both training in more difficult physical skills, so like the difference between, say, uh, squatting down versus jumping. Uh, you, when you jump, you land and you squat down to absorb the force. So we start by learning the squat and making sure that's all dialed in and that your body can handle that. Maybe we have you squat with a little extra weight uh, to mimic the extra force that comes with the inertia when you're jumping and landing. And then we start working on some jumps. And you can see how there's a connection there between a basic uh, movement and a more active or more more exciting kind of a kind of a skill and then of course jumping itself is a is a domain and you can jump forward and backward and up and down and land, over on, one, and land on one foot and yeah over and everything so um move is basically a way to train yourself and to and to teach others how to how to move more freely more capably more comfortably um and what i found most attractive about the system was that there's that uh, there's that nat part right there's that natural part that idea that you can you can start your training and it's for many people it's the best idea to start their training in uh, indoors with flat surfaces and uh, you know rubberized things <laughs> so that you're safe uh, and and comfortable and confident um, but ultimately the goal is to get outside and so by the time you're you know going in for the level three certification here. This is where we're going to be running around barefoot in the canyons, and we're going to uh, be, you know, picking up our partner and carrying them down the trail a ways, and then squatting them five times, and you know, um, and things like that. So, uh, so you know, this this group of people is folks who've been uh, training in the system for a while, and everyone's super dedicated and really looking for uh, for a challenge for something to to push them. And uh, that's what we got. So, yeah, so I did prepare earlier with some uh, some physical training, and I carried my sandbag around a lot, <laughs> and climbing trees, and running around my neighborhood barefoot, and getting weird looks from the neighbors, and you know how it is. <laughs> um, so, but I was also, in the month before, I was starting to work with some herbs to help my body prepare. Um, and uh, because I knew I was going from Boston, sea level, up to New Mexico... And uh, the elevation there, I think, was around 5,000 feet, something like that. Yeah. I, I thought maybe you said seven. Anyway, it was a lot more feet than we are here. There were some ups. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was much upper than Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. So I wanted to prepare for altitude. And, um, you know, we've, we've had some previous experiences at altitude. 
Yeah, um, we have, um, for several years, we were going out west to New Mexico and Colorado and speaking at conferences, and those were always at altitude. And I am really susceptible to altitude sickness. Um, but what we found was that if we did work with herbs ahead of time for about a month before we went, um, then I didn't really experience altitude sickness almost at all. Um, in fact, we didn't even really notice super substantially the difference. Mm -hmm. But the one time that we went and we had like we were really busy and we forgot to do it. I got so sick. Mm. Um, Headaches, dizziness. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that first time we started asking people, all right, what do you, <laughs> what, yeah. what do you, what do you other herbalists take to, uh, to adapt to altitude? And um, a lot of people, you know, mentioned uh, chlorophyll and ginkgo, um, but reishi was the one that we found most helpful if you begin you know, a few weeks or, or about a month in advance of, of when you're going to go into altitude. So about a month before I left, I started taking reishi. Um, and I was taking this in a supplement form, um, you know, a good quality one from a from a brand I trust and just taking that every day. Um, and that, that it does help with oxygen absorption. It does help when you go to altitude and, um, you know, it's not actually that there's less oxygen up there. It's that the pressure is different and your lungs need a little time to adapt. Reishi helps that. Uh, happen a bit more rapidly. So, um, so yeah, so that was when I began uh, far in advance. And then w once I got there um, and arrived, I started taking also the ginkgo and chlorophyll, uh, again, as, as capsules or supplements, um, because those two, they're helpful for altitude adaptation, um, but you, you start them once you've already arrived over there. To be honest, actually, I like taking the chlorophyll a little ahead of time, too. Mm. And I'm not sure if it's totally requisite, um, but uh, but I do find that it's helpful. And, um, and again, because I get so sick at altitude, I am like, you know what? I will do all of it. I will do all of it for a month before <laughs> I go. Um, and and so I, I don't like to wait with the chlorophyll until the end. The ginkgo is like... Once I get there, I want to drink that every day. Mm. But I do like to take the chlorophyll and the reishi together right from the start a whole month beforehand. Yeah. If you're if you're a person who doesn't feel as affected by it as I do, like maybe it just gives you a little headache or something like that, then maybe that isn't necessary. Um, but, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself with chlorophyll. So yeah. if you can afford to have two bottles of it instead of one, then why not? Definitely. Yeah, and I felt really, um, I felt like these were all successful. Um, one of the things we did on, I think, the second day was a, a three-mile barefoot run, um, you know, up and down and over terrain and over rocks and all of this and everything. Uh, and um, I actually hadn't been training running very well. <laughs> I, had, I had gone out for some one-mile runs or something like that. Um, but this was this was a bit more. And I had a fun experience in the middle of it where um, I, I suddenly realized I was getting the runner's high. And I hadn't actually gone out for a long enough run to feel that since like back in high school. <laughs> so, yeah, you were mostly training weight. Yeah, you weren't you weren't so much thinking about running. You were right. thinking about the weight training aspect. Yeah. and the climbing. Right. Yeah. So a different thing. Um, but I did I did get through it, and um, I had apparently toughened my feet up enough that I didn't, <laughs> didn't get any blisters or anything. So that was good. Um, I should say I did I did absolutely bring a first aid kit with me. Um, with your kind of you know everyday standards, with some uh, with some cloth tape and some self-occlusive wrap and an ace bandage and some gauze pads, um, but fortunately I didn't actually need any of it. Um, for which I again go back to going around barefoot a lot, climbing trees and toughening mm -hmm. up the hands, um, and then the herbs because you know every day I would come home and take or come back to the cabin and take a shower and then just put herbs all over myself for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, to wind back, uh, the other thing that I started uh, before I left was a tea that I call every day. Yeah. Uh, you have to say it like that. You it's, do have to say it like that. It's in the rules, you know. Um, so every day, yeah, is a tea that consists of jagulan, uh, one of my personal favorite adaptogens. And, and I... An herb that you have turned to for training, like, 
that was one of the very first ways that you ever got to know that plant was in the context of training. Yeah. So we've mentioned it a few times on the pod, but if you're new, um, Jagulan is a really fantastic plant that has a... Um, it has a gentle moistening quality to it. It has a mild relaxant quality. Um, and I find it to be one of those complex herbs that like gives you a little bit of energy, but also is really strong at reducing inflammation. So do you call it warm or do you call it cool? Mm, you can argue either way. <laughs> uh, but it's one of the adaptogens that you can take um, consistently, and it's not one that you're going to risk uh, burnout or anything like that. Kind of in the same category as Tulsi in mm. that regard. Yeah. Um, just its actions are a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very restorative herb. Um, and, I, you know, I run really dry and I was going to go to a desert climate. So I, I was certainly planning um, my my herb uh, assistance to include a lot of moistening aspects to it. So Jagulan delivers some of that. And then also goji berry um, in the same vein is another nice restorative rebuilding and um, resilience uh, retaining <laughs> adaptogens. Um, so I really love to include that in there. And then I put in some cedar and some sage, and uh, these herbs are ones that I find personally fortifying. You know, um, pine is kind of similar for me too, um, but these they have um, they have these aromatic elements to them. They have a little astringency, but not too much, um, and I find them really great for when I need to go out there and give it my all. Mm. So, um, and then this tea also has a little bit of ginger and a little bit of licorice. Um, the ginger, because when I get anxious, then I get gut tension, and the ginger helps to warm and release that. Um, and licorice um, for a little bit of sweetness, and again, another another adaptogen, another herb to help the body adapt to stress and to exertion, um, and to be able to recover from it. So I did start drinking that, um, again, about a month before I left, and I brought some with me, and what I did was... Um, most evenings I would uh, make up a batch of that and then drink that through the morning and the next day just to wake up and get ready to like go. Like let it sit overnight. Yeah, I had, a, the... I had a thermos, mm-hmm. you know, and it was still hot the next morning, so that was perfect. Um, I brought with me another tea blend, and this was just a, a demulcent mix, um, again, to deal with the, with the altitude, uh, which does, does dehydrate you, but also, of course, the desert climate. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I run dry and it's, I love to go to the desert. I feel great there. Um, it's absolutely one of those places where you like find your place of imbalance and delight in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I, I feel really good there, but I know that I'm, I'm prone to losing water and dehydration is a risk. So, um, so I would basically put a big pinch or three of this into my water bottle every day. Um, and I would drink from there and if I empty it, that's fine, but the herb material is still in there. So when you refill, it starts to, to dry out the nice demulcent, moistening, hydrating constituents, uh, again. And so this blend was marshmallow root with cinnamon bark and some fennel seed. Um, you know, I see a lot of crossover there actually, mm-hmm. because, because you all of those are really moistening herbs. Um, but there's a lot of plants you could have chosen. Marshmallow and hibiscus is a blend we've done before too, but what you also have there is some antispasmodic, especially gut settling, mm-hmm. um, anti-inflammatory stuff going through as well. And especially where you had to be so physically active every single day. I know that your guts were one of the things that you were really wanting to make sure that stayed like they behaved, <laughs> you know, yeah. you got through every day without yeah. having a woogie belly. Yeah. And, and I it, love how you were adding stuff in that they're still demulcent, but they are addressing that other aspect. So that kind of, that's a secondary consideration for almost everything you were having. Definitely. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, not just like, let's go, 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 go hard, hard the whole time. Um, there would be like tests now and again and then everything would kind of slow down and it would be like all right now we're going to line up and you're going to stand on this stump and you're going to jump to that branch and swing yourself up on top of it and climb over to the end and jump down and roll and and all of this but 
one at a time, and everybody's watching, and are you going to nail it? And <laughs> no you only, pressure. And you only get one chance, too, which is another thing I really like about, about the MoveNet um, way that they, they teach and the way they do these certs is that there is that pressure when it's a test, you mm-hmm. know? Not everybody gets the medal, you know? Yeah. Like you, and, and I should say, like, we had, I don't know, a, a dozen or, or more um, tests over the four days, and um, there were about 20 people in the group, and four people passed all of their tests. And for the rest of us, including me, uh, we have time now to go out and do that same skill or that same combo um, out here in the world somewhere to film it and send it in. And um, so, yeah, I have a few of those that I need to compete. You guys, the one that cracks me up the most, there's only three, but the one that cracks me up the most is that... They had to they had to get in this stream and hold their breath for a certain amount of time. But um, Rin's, Rin's a really dry person, and he doesn't love swimming. And, and it's like the one place where I feel really strong. In the water. In, in the water, and, and where I feel like the the tables are turned a little bit and <laughs> yeah um, you're much more comfortable with it i'm yeah i am a strong swimmer and i feel i feel great in the water and also i feel like a shriveled husk when i go to the desert and i think it's funny that you went all the way to the desert and they made you get in the water and that was the one you couldn't do <laughs> yeah well it wasn't a swimming test like this was just sort of a, a stream that come down because it was raining that day too um but it it uh the test was to get down in there and hold your breath for a minute and uh, I did not make it, so, <laughs> so I've been practicing my breath holds and uh, and uh, taking shower and, and running the water cold at the end in the morning and like crouching down and holding my breath and you know all of that kind of stuff. So hopefully I'll I'll nail that one down soon. But. You know when we do the pumpkin playtime weekend, he's gonna get into the cold oh, yeah. cold brook and uh, that's my plan. He's gonna do it. We're gonna film it and send it off. <laughs> That's the idea, anyway. So if you no want to see Rin hold his breath for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try. We'll try. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, uh, those, were the, those were the things I brought for making, for making tea. Um, and then I did also bring a tin of chew roots. Wait, wait, wait. Before you move on to chew roots, I wanted to say one other thing. Is that I wanted to emphasize that you said that when you got back to your room at night, you made the tea and it was ready the next morning. But... I want to super emphasize that you did it every single night. You didn't skip a night. And then you first you made the tea and also you set up the marshmallow and cinnamon and stuff. So you didn't just take it with you. You put it in your body. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, especially when you are at an event like that where it is so exhausting and then you get to your room at night and it's like, oh, God, I just am ready to lay down. Yeah. Then the herbs aren't going to work. <laughs> you have to actually take them. And part of the plan wasn't just packing the herbs and choosing your formulas. Part of the plan was, and now, how will I make sure that I implement this and that I actually drink this stuff when I get there? Right. I know there's going to be a kettle there and a stove. And, and okay, all I need is a thermos, but I got to bring it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But you know what helped, though, was that there was a culture of self-care among the people there. You know, like there were a lot of physical therapy people and obviously lots of personal trainers and a whole range of different kinds of experience. There was another herbalist there. Hi, Diana. Hope you're listening. Um <laughs> And so it was cool because we would all get home at, at the end of the day, maybe like um, we would often uh, go out to dinner together because um, we were all, um, almost all of us were staying in the same cabin. Um, and so there was this kind of household of people who care about their bodies and have different ways of taking care of them. And so, yeah, I gave herbs to lots of people and <laughs> people were giving each other massages and things. And it was it was really great. And again, it's like, the the culture shapes what everybody does, you know? Like, if we had all, like, gone to separate Airbnbs, or if we had right. even just, like, everybody had a habit of, like, going to a single-person room and locking yourself in there or whatever, it might have been really different. Well, and I think that, um, I think that a lot of such events, uh, you might be faced with a culture of, like, toughness, where people aren't focusing on the need after a day like that to 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 acknowledge that yes now I do need to take care of my body so I can do it again tomorrow and that doesn't make me weak that makes me responsible it makes me you know like this is how I train and by the way 
Um, that's what elite athletes do. They don't just do it for themselves. They have literal teams of people who are dedicated to caring for their bodies. Like if you just name any athlete you can think of, like any professional athlete, um, they, they have people who make sure that they're eating the right food, who make sure that they're getting the right supplements, who make sure that they, like all the different things that they need, they get the massages, they get the physical therapy, they do all the stuff. So... So I want I I want people to recognize that there's no need for like a real tough culture in this sort of a setting because the human body requires care. It requires maintenance just like just like a fancy sports car, like whatever. Yeah. You you have to take care of it to keep performing at that level every day. So it's really exciting that that is the attitude that's being fostered yeah. there. And also that that's an attitude that you went in prepared to to model, you know, right. that you went in with tea that you could share. You went in with whatever. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. So another thing I brought was a little tin of chew roots. And um, so this is a mixture of calamus and Solomon seal and a little bit of licorice. Um so this really serves a number of purposes. Um, this blend um, is very soothing to the digestive system. <laughs> you know, again, it's going to be a theme. <laughs> uh, but the calamus is like a nice warming bitter herb. Um, so it gets your digestion moving, but um, it also releases tension. And, you know, if there's like gas buildup from anxiety or anything, it helps to get rid of that. Um, the Solomon seal is kind of like softening and has a bit of sweetness to it. The licorice is, is sweet as well, um, so those kind of make it a nice nice blend to just grab a little bit of. Um, Solomon seal, of course, is going to take care of the joints and connective tissues, and that turns up in a lot of the things I brought with me um, <laughs> for this one. Um, and again, the licorice as an adaptogen and as a, as a support for the adrenals, you know, who are doing a bit of extra work during all of this. And this, this mix, I like to have chew roots sometimes. Um, it's just a different way to work with, with your herbs. Um, it gives you a nice kind of slow release. Um, I'm pretty sure I took a mouthful of this before going out on some of the runs mm. that we would do. Um, so when you're doing something that's kind of repetitive and goes on for a while and, and grinds it out, it's nice to have something to chew on. I don't know. Plus <laughs> it keeps your mouth from getting dry too. That's true. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so that was pleasant. And then I brought a bag of tinctures. Um, so one of them was ginger chamomile. Nice blend. Katya's favorites. You can take a little sip and think of you, my darling. (laughs) (laughs) You know, though, it's so versatile. It's not just my favorite because it's my favorite, but it's also my favorite because you can do just about anything with ginger chamomile. That could be like woogie belly. It could be feeling really nervous about an event that's going to happen the next day that you maybe you're like, I don't know if I can do it. And you're feeling nervous about it. Maybe it's hard to get to sleep. Um, it can be really helpful for muscle tension, um, both internally and topically applied. Um, and again, if you're feeling muscle tension and it's hard to sleep because of that, it's going to help. Um, but also you literally can just rub it into a sore muscle and you had other stuff that would serve that purpose, but it's always nice when things overlap because that way, if you run out of something, you've got you've got an overlap that you can turn to. Definitely. Yeah. Plus anti-inflammatory. Both of those are really lovely anti-inflammatory herbs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so, they're so good. (laughs) (laughs) What can't you do with ginger chamomile? So yeah. So I brought that, um, for primarily for moments when feeling the, the woogie guts and the discomfort and everything. Fortunately, I didn't need it too much. Um, but I was really glad to have it. Every time I saw it, you know, as I was like pawing through the bag, I was like, I'm glad you're there. (laughs) I don't need you right now, but I'm really glad you're there. Um, same thing with the blackberry root. Uh, so blackberry root is, you know, we try not to put our herbs in boxes, but sometimes you have an herb that's just so good for something that you need a solution to if you have this problem. It's really specific. Yeah. So this is the roundabout way of saying blackberry root is helpful for diarrhea. And uh, there was one morning when I was a little shaky in the belly and definitely was grateful to have that. Um, With blackberry root, if you haven't worked with it this way before, we love to make our tincture in red wine. Um, So just saturate some 
blackberry roots. They can be dried, no problem. You can order them from your favorite herb supplier. Um, but yeah, we just saturate them in the red wine and so let them soak in there for about a month, strain it out. And now your red wine is supercharged with blackberry root tannins and other mm-hmm. astringent compounds um, that have this great affinity for the gut. You know, there's lots of astringent herbs, but I don't know another herb except maybe, maybe sweet fern. We're starting to play more with sweet fern yeah. now. Um, but um, a lot of the other astringents, they don't, they don't really direct that action down to your lower intestine the way that blackberry root does. And that's super helpful because that's the site of... The Lax- problem. Of laxity, yeah. you know, like the, the mucous membranes there are too lax and open water is seeping through the wrong way. And yeah, so, um, so I find it super, super reliable for that. And, uh, just a little sip, you know, every 15 minutes or so until you're feeling more stabilized, you know, <laughs> usually by the, like the third or fourth dose, things are going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was very grateful to have that. And, uh, that's, that's what that's for. Um, and then I brought one more <laughs> thing for the guts. Uh, this is a little blend called Woogie Guts. <laughs> Might have been overkill with the ginger chamomile, but this is a mixture of peach leaf, ginger, and ground ivy. Uh, so kind of a different set of herbs there. Um, peach leaf has a very nice cooling, soothing, calming, anti-nauseant effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it pairs really nicely with ginger for when you have that feeling of... I might need to throw up soon. Um, and then the ground ivy, that... Go- you know, originally that made its way into that formula because we were trying to recreate um, Dramamine mm-hmm. uh, for somebody who got really seasick. And so the idea was to help with um, the fluid in the ears and to help that... Um, sort of stabilized so that there wasn't that feeling of dizziness that contributed to the nausea. Um, But at altitude, ground ivy can be helpful in that same way for that vertigo kind of feeling that you get. Um, Well, okay, you might not get it, but I get it really bad (laughs) at altitude. Yeah. And I think I also had in the back of my mind, like, you know, we're going to be driving to some sites uh, for this. And every other time I've gone driving in the mountains, it's... Yeah. Involve lots and lots of switchbacks and <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can you can get a little nauseous there too. So again, fortunately I didn't need that one, but I was really glad to have it. Okay, I brought another tincture blend that um the label is written in capital letters stimulant. <laughs> um and so that is a combo of a cola nut and guarana percolation tincture I made a while back. So those are both caffeine bearing plants, along with some uh some ginger and some ginkgo and some prickly ash. Uh, it is stimulating. Oh, and there's some like, eleuthero in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we have here um, we have here some caffeine plants. We have here one of the one of the more stimulating adaptogen herbs with the with the eleuthero. Um, you get some ginger for that like blood moving digestive warmth. Uh, ginkgo is a circulatory stimulant. Prickly ash is a circulatory stimulant. So this is basically wake you up. Get your blood flowing, get your body ready to race, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, really get you moving. That is so handy, by the way. Like you might think, oh well, I don't want to have caffeine because I'm going to go do this thing or whatever. But like, if it's day three and you're sore and you're kind of cranky and you are maybe feeling a little sorry for yourself or feeling like, I don't know why I signed up for this stupid thing. Um, <laughs> that is all said with no judgment. That is, that's a thing that happens to all people. So, you know, you're allowed to be sorry for yourself. Um, that is a really perfect time for a blend like this because, I mean, you could just quit. You could just be like, forget it. I'm not doing one more day of this. But that's not why you're there. Like. Like, in this particular case, what I'm imagining is somebody who has, like, lost the head game. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the body can't keep going. And if your body can't keep going, then check out. Like, do what you got to do for your body. But yeah, yeah. in this case, it's about the head game. Right. And sometimes a real kick and stimulant blend like that is what will get you back in the game. and And really help you recover from that... Um, just that feeling of of like 
oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's I'm so sore. Oh, I, when you could, it's just you feel bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did save that one and took a little swig on the last morning just before yeah. we went out, and I think it helped. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this is the same reason that I always like to keep a blend like that in a first aid kit. Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes you're losing the head game, and you you start to... You start to feel like, I can't do it, it's too much, whatever. Well, it's a disaster. You you better do it because yeah, you're still going, you yeah. know? <laughs> and, and just having a stimulant blend like that can really, really get you going again. Yeah. So it's not cheating. That's like, that's a perfect application for caffeine. Yeah. And, you know... Um... I, I found myself evangelizing to a few people there about about not having caffeine every day, um, and I think I've again somewhere in the past on the podcast spoken about it. But this is one of my favorite topics, so here we go. Um, <laughs> the thing about caffeine is that you get more out of it the less frequently you have it. Um, you can get acclimated to caffeine, and it has kind of a, a couple of different effects on you. Um, one of them is on this neurotransmitter that kind of collects over the course of your day. And the more of it collects in your brain, the more tired you feel. Um, caffeine blocks that receptor site or, or attaches to that same receptor site. And so it prevents this other neurotransmitter from getting in there. So it, that's how it prevents you from feeling sleepy. That aspect of caffeine's effect on your body doesn't stop. And that's why a lot of people can drink coffee every single day and they can still feel like it helps them to stay alert and and to get through their morning and everything. But there's another piece of action that caffeine has, which is that uh, when you're naive to it or if it's, you know, if you're not having it more frequently than like every third day or something like that, um, then you get a a boost in kind of feel-good neurotransmitters, Mm. things like serotonin and dopamine. Um, And so you get a, a feeling of euphoria uh, with caffeine if you if you keep your consumption kind of intermittent. Um, and so, you know, that, that makes it just that much more effective. So instead of, like, waking up and having the coffee be, like, just what you need to stop from being you a total zombie, um, if it has been a few days and, and you're kind of back to, um, back to baseline, then you can drink some caffeine and feel not just the, like, physical stimulation, but some mental, emotional, uh, you know, shininess mm. <laughs> as well mm. so that's that's pretty handy yeah yeah, yeah. all right a uh, couple more tincture mixes here um actually the last two uh were ones that i've had kicking around in our first aid kits for a long time um these were made by sam kaufman and herbal medics um so he's a friend of ours and uh, a while back a bunch of years ago <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, we picked up one of his uh, big first aid kits and had a ton of good stuff in there. Um, it was one of those things where we were like, oh, we better save this for when we really need it. And yeah. you can do that with tinctures because yeah. they'll last for like five or ten years. Mm-hmm. And we're really on a kick of trying not to do that so much anymore. Yeah, you know? try to go back through the go bag and the first aid kits and yeah. be like, all right, what in here should we start using and then replace with something? And But also even just to sort of, like, it's okay to have it now. You don't have to save every single good thing, yeah. you know? Like, not everything has to be saved for a rainy day. Right. Um, but in this case... In this case, yeah. So I brought uh, an echinacea mix and a cold and flu formula um, that uh, Sam had made. So this was with the idea of if I start to feel like I've got a cold coming on, I need to stop it as soon as possible. Right. Um, And uh, I actually took a bit of each of these um, during the the airplane rides um, on the way out there. And on the way back, because mm-hmm. I knew I was coming back and it was going to be time to pack up the house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you you really did not get to rest at all until we actually got here. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, you go on an airplane, you're going to be breathing lots of germs and all that. So, yeah. So I took some of the echinacea mix, um, which is two or three, three, three different types of um, echinacea put together. So it was echinacea angustifolia and Echinacea pallida root tinctures, plus aerial parts from Echinacea purpurea. And um, Sam has long said that this is his preferred blend, that it works better than any other various part and species combos for Echinacea. 
Um, and I, I'm 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 ready to believe it. You know, like uh, we've been working with that one for a while, and it's always it's always very effective. Mm. It does what Echinacea is supposed to do. Um, so yeah, so I brought that. Um, and I actually ended up giving that away to somebody who was getting a cold on like the first day oh. and was like starting to feel really tired and was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I was like, all right, look, you're going to take this. You're going to take it, take a lot. I'm going to show you a large dose. It's like a, like a, I don't know, five mil, like a tablespoon dose. You're going to take this, uh, every few hours today and three times absolutely tomorrow and, and the next day if you still need it. Um, I really drilled him about that one, but he did great and rocked it um he was feeling better by i think the second day but kind of pushed through and just kept moving and um you know went to bed early and everything but mm. uh yeah he got through no problem and uh i think the the herbs there made a big difference yeah. uh, the other one the cold and flu blend had that echinacea mix in it along with yarrow elderflower bone set and prickly ash so a bunch of other herbs in there to increase diaphoresis right which is opening the periphery um, allowing heat to move through the body we have some flu specific antiviral activity going on um, we have some uh, circulatory stimulation from the prickly ash happening some immune responder stimulation slash um, not so much stimulation of the immune responders themselves but of the production of the immune responders there with the bone set yeah and echinacea, you know, we always kind of leave it at, it's a immune stimulant, okay? It's a white blood cell proliferator, okay, yeah. But it's also a lymphatic herb. It does move the lymph. You know, I think so much more of echinacea as a lymphatic herb than as anything else, because I really don't like to have it in that immune stimulant box. Yeah. Um, but as, a, as a, an herb of movement, that's where I really think of it. Um, or... Um, of course, I think we've talked about this before. I really do love echinacea for like an abscess, um, something like that. And you know, the other reason that I did want to bring the echinacea mix was with me was like, I don't know where the rattlesnakes hang out, you know, right. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not super desert literate. So <laughs> just in case, and we did, we did hear stories of rattlers around, but we didn't see any. I mean, they any. do prefer to, to not to see stay you. alone. Yeah. yeah they yeah. don't really want to hang out with you. But uh, I was ready just in case anybody walked in with a big spider bite or a snake bite or something. Echinacea, first yep. first line application. All right, cool. Um, speaking of bites and stings and cuts and scrapes, um, I brought along an antiseptic spray, which I did use frequently. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for like small minor wounds here, you know. So this was a mix of propolis, uh, which remember propolis is something that the bees make. They do some bee magic to some tree resins, um, like around here it's, it could be pine resin or out that way cottonwood or you know any of the other trees uh, that have a, a resinous excretion to them. The bees grab that, they bring it home, they do some bee magic to it, they make propolis, which is this powerfully antimicrobial um, thick resiny substance that is just uh, super fantastic for fighting infections topically. Um, so yeah, so that's in the spray, along with uh, a berberine mixture. So this is uh, barberry root plus Oregon grape root plus the leaves from an Oregon grape. We had some tincture of that, um, and I mixed all three of those together. Um, the rationale here is that, um, you know, you may have heard about berberine-containing herbs as being antimicrobial, and they are. They're fantastic. The berberine is this this yellow uh, compound that gives these herbs their color and a lot of their bitterness, their flavor too. Um, but berberine is more effective when it's combined with um, with leaf extracts from the same plants. Um, you know, the berberine is concentrated in the roots. And for a long time in American herbalism, the the uh, story was just work with the roots of those plants because that's where all the medicine is. Mm. Um, and then more recently, it's been, uh, you know, scientifically realized that in the leaves of these plants, there's this complementary constituent that makes the berberine more effective by disabling some of the microbial defenses against it. Uh, and so combining leaf extracts of here, Oregon grape with the root from that and from the barberry, that's just going to make it a more potent antimicrobial combo. So that's in there. And then some yarrow. Um, yeah. I love yarrow on wounds. I love it in any form, but um, it does help to control bleeding. It does help to stimulate healing. 
um, and it is itself a nice strong antiseptic. And then there's a touch of cedar essential oil in that spray as well. So shake before using, but um, you know that's another another potent antimicrobial. So just trying to cover the whole spectrum there: bacteria, fungi, viruses, whatever you might have. Spritz this on it, and you should be fine. Mm. Um, so that was like step one after getting out of the shower: is like spray this on anywhere you're bleeding, <laughs> <laughs> or where you were earlier today, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Then uh, we have what I what I've taken to calling red salve, um, and this is a this is a sprain and strain mixture. Um, this particular one includes comfrey, juniper, prickly ash, cayenne, black cohosh, lobelia, arnica, meadowsweet, and horsetail. And this was another one that was um, made by the folks at Herbal Medics, mm. um, and it was just the it was the closest version of like homemade um, tiger balm that I could grab before before I left. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, there's some some things in here that uh, I don't really work with topically too frequently, like the black cohosh. The arnica is not really one I work with too much. And comfrey, um, we don't usually work with either. Yeah, not my first choice, but but this is definitely not intended for an open wound. Right. Um, partially because it would sting like the devil. Partially because of the arnica in there, but also there's some grit to it. Like you, you wouldn't put this in an open wound, and and for some kind of a joint thing, I feel a lot better about the comfrey there. Yeah. Um, and now, now that I've said you wouldn't put this in an open wound, sometimes you do what you got to do because you have what you got. Yeah. There was this one day um, where one of the tests was uh, they had this rope. It was like 50 feet long or something, and uh, or at least 30 feet, I think from end to end that we were climbing on. Um, and it was suspended, you know, like, like horizontally, um, with a bit of a slope to it. So we were starting at the lower angled end and traversing it, uh, up, up towards the higher end. Kind of like sloth style, right? Yeah. With hands and knees hanging. Right. Hanging down underneath. Yeah. Like a sloth, but you know, a, like a speedy sloth. Yeah. I think the, the image we were given was like a pirate, you know, you're going to climb up onto the ship and, uh, I don't know. Well, I would have Offer been more sloth-like than that. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a rough thing, and it was a really rough rope. Uh, this, yeah, and um, and uh, we got all scraped up. So the way you traverse this involves hooking the inside of your leg, um, kind of like to the to the inner side of and just above your knee was the point where there was a lot of friction on the rope as you would hook one and then hook the other and kind of. Um, waggle back and forth a bit as you reach up with your arms and pull yourself forward. And so there was a lot of abrasion um, right at that spot, just inside and above the knee. Um, and uh, all of us got it. Uh, and one guy, man, uh, he got it real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was he was super dedicated, though. Like, they showed us this move, and at first it was just like, all right, we're going to teach you this. And then the teachers kind of wandered over there and had a little conference and came back and were like, yeah, we're going to make a test out of this. Uh, so, you know, traverse this length in 30 seconds or less. And, um, okay, here we go. So I got up there one more time and like pushed through it. Ah, let's go. And, um, man, this one guy, I was convinced he was going to just like take it slow or do it later or just not even get up again. But no, he jumped up there. He pulled himself super fast and just like went for it. But, uh, yeah, he was really torn open. <laughs> and um, I did that evening offer him some of this stuff because um, it does have some antiseptic power to it mm. uh, between the cayenne uh, mostly and a couple other herbs in there. And I, I figured this was going to be the, the thing that would get him back, uh, back able to move and squat and run around. Uh, the fastest out of everything I had. Yeah, and in that particular case, having the salve because it was a really shallow wound, but but large. Yes, yeah, like a so, you know, if you spread your palm out. Uh, but, but like like a super nasty rug burn. Yeah, you know, that's what, that's what. And and so it's not like it was a deep puncture wound, so it wasn't exactly dangerous to put the comfrey on or anything like that. But right. but but if he had worked with something that wasn't a salve, that could have tightened up. Yeah. And then when he went the next day to do squats or to do whatever, he may have had it tearing. Yeah. So in this particular case, the salve was actually really important just to keep everything lubricated and 
so that as it's healing, it's not tightening. Yeah. Yeah, so I did that too. Um, mine weren't quite as bad, but, you know, it was there. Yeah. So I put that on there. felt hot for, you know, like 45 minutes and, and kind of faded away. I'm sure it was <laughs> like a grit your teeth and rub it on kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it worked out pretty well, you know. We were all, we were all good to go um, the next days. So, yeah, and then that also I was rubbing on, like, my ankles and my knees and my shoulders and elbow joints and just basically everywhere that I had um, some some tension, some pain, any feeling like I had pulled a, a ligament or connective tissue a little further. Um, I rubbed that all into there. And then a few other spots I rubbed in the joint liniment, um, places where I was feeling tension in particular. So my good old favorite go-to joint liniment... Um, feel like we talk about it in so many of these podcast episodes yeah but also like we work with it so much we yeah. never don't have it because we always need it yeah so this is my standard version here with the solomon seal uh tincture the saint john's wort infused oil and then the tinctures of alder cayenne and lobelia plus in this one um smells like a little bit of clove essential oils in there mm-hmm. um, we use ginger sometimes we use cinnamon sometimes but um, yeah, so as always, Solomon Seal for joints and connective tissue to rehydrate them, to restore flexibility um, and, and movement to them, um, and to reduce inflammation there. St. John's Wort for protecting and restoring the health of the nerves in those areas where they've been pinched or stretched or anything like that. Um, alder to keep that lymph flowing and with some of that salicylate compound anti-inflammatory power. Mm. Uh, cayenne to move that blood. Because yeah. fresh blood is healing. That's that's what you need. Um, lobelia to release excess tension and allow the blood to flow well. And then the clove or, or ginger essential oil to drive it all a little deeper into the tissue. Yeah, so that was that was an everyday thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if we, if we went back to the cabin for lunch, I would sneak off and get some liniment and rub that in everywhere. And yeah, just keep up with it. So, yeah, so that's what I brought. And, you know, I, I ended up sharing a lot of these things with other people. It's like, hey, I've got some, I think I pulled this muscle. You got anything for that? Yeah, yeah, rub this red salve on there. Hey, my joints are all cracking and popping and they feel tense. Like, all right, take this liniment, rub it into there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that felt nice. That felt good. Um, and, it, again, it was really great to have this this little pack, you know, like we would, we would go out. We would move together. We would cheer each other on. Um, we would, we would just give each other that kind of camaraderie that I haven't really felt too often <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes to physical things. And you know, I, I didn't really do a lot of team sports. Um, I did when I was very young, and and I was also very scrawny and uh, not confident at all at the time. And um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's worth saying. Like, I'm I'm not a person who. I don't, I don't habitually think of myself as physically powerful. Um, it's something that I have become over the years, but it, it was a long journey to get there. And um, it's not like my, my innate self-image. You know, I a lot of times still feel like, like that kid who was smaller than everybody else and was maybe not picked last, but pretty close when it was like <laughs> kickball time, you know? So, um so I was never into team sports in school. I did run cross country for a while and like we would have fun on the bus, but you run by yourself more or mm. less, you know? Um, so this, this was really great to, to be there with people who were, you know, hyped to be outside and to climb trees and, you know, roll in the dirt and eat the flowers right off the ground and everything. And, um, <laughs> Didn't think you were weird for doing any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, you know, you wake up in the morning, wander out, there's people stretching and there's some yoga and there's some animal flow and there's some, you know, move net groundwork and everything happening in the living room and people are sharing their organic breakfast. And I don't know, it was just really nice um, to to have that, that community around. And I think... Um, you know, it's not an herb, but it's it it it's a our part. It's a part of the way we think of herbalism. Is Vitamin com- community. Is community. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One thing that I am really excited about uh, about this group, and I have since when he got back, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not going to try to do level three. I'm not even going to attempt it um, because that's not a stress situation that I actually think I would feel very good about putting my body into. And a year from now, I might feel really differently. But for right now, I'm just not even putting that pressure on myself. 
but I, I am pretty excited to do level one and two and um, very slowly getting my body ready, especially because I got hurt um, while we were moving. Um, so my back has been really achy and stiff and my and one of my knees, I fell and I busted my knee. And so I've been feeling really decrepit, but I'm also really excited to start doing this work. And one of the things that, that I'm feeling really happy about is that even though it is imperfect, this is a group of people who are thinking about how they can be more accessible to all people and how they can, even though the pictures often look like a bunch of guys with their shirts off doing things that you would imagine a bunch of guys with their shirts off doing, and that doesn't necessarily look super inviting to um, me, for example, um, that that's actually not what they want. They really want to have an inviting environment for everyone. And I mean... Rin works with all kinds of people, like not just super sporty types, but like even um, older women who maybe have hip issues or knee issues and are working through not moving towards having hip or knee replacements. Yeah. And yeah. and heck, he works with me, even though I <laughs> can be a very frustrating person to work with on no. a physical development <laughs> kind of level. Um, but but so I. I do really like that, and I I like the idea of creating that camaraderie ourselves as well. In terms of, it's not it's not easy to go out there and do hard things. It's like there are some people who are wired for that, but lots more people I think aren't. Human nature is to try to conserve energy and to look for the easy way. And so, if you're a person who's like, I don't really want to get off the couch, like you're not alone in that. Um, and finding a group of people near you who all commit to getting off the couch and having fun, even though none of us actually wants to do it, is so helpful so that you don't have to have that head game where you're in it alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to start our shout outs this week uh, to all of the folks who were there. So my shout outs go to John and Zach, Nikki, Ryan, Nate. Adam, Diana, Phil, Rory, which is spelled just like you think. Roar! Uh, to Recon John, Michael, Kyle, Nick, Aaron, Theo, and to our teachers, Danny, Kellen, and Kimberly. Um, it was it was a really moving experience for me, and um, I just I want to thank y'all. So, hey, we have some other shout-outs. We do. You guys, we've accumulated some, and certainly in the move, I lost some of them, I'm sure. So, um, if you should be in this list, it is not because I don't love you. I feel excited every time that somebody says they like the pod. Um, but in the move, I'm, I lost some. But <laughs> we've got Rock's mom, who loves the pod and is making her very first ever elderberry syrup. And to Giancarla J, who just found the pod. Of course, that was probably like two weeks ago. So maybe you've caught up to a bunch of episodes by now. But anyway, we're so glad you're here. And Molly Gaylord, who is elderberry hunting in Colorado. Mm, go get him. A shout out to Lisa, who was looking for an herbal program to give her self-study some focus and some consistency. And decided she likes us because of the pod. And now she's finished Family Herbalist and is stepping up to community. Hey, all right. Yeah. Nice work. That's actually a really common theme is that people have done a bunch of self-study, but it's it's been eclectic. Mm. And um, it is totally legitimate to start a program to say, okay, I would like to formalize my knowledge. I'd like to organize it. I'd like to have a, a concrete progression to go through. And just because you're starting at the beginning it doesn't mean that you're like remedial or like you didn't know it good enough to begin with. Oh, it no. is trying to get that system of organization in your mind so that you can take all that knowledge that you have accumulated in bits and pieces and really put it into a super referable construct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. All right. And a shout out to Tin, who's interested in the clinical herbalist program and listens to the pod at the apothecary she manages. Nice. nice. Um, 
we also have a shout out to Lynn who shared her beautiful otter tattoo art in honor of the episode on creating a culture of support. And she'll <laughs> be starting the program in January, which we cannot wait for. Otters. Yeah. Yeah. And a special shout out to another Katya who left us a review on iTunes. And I just have to say, this never happens to me. And Katya, I bet this doesn't happen to you either. But it is so exciting to meet you. And I'm so glad that you like the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Stevie, who wrote to say they're interested in the business mentorship to launch their herbal business. Yes. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Uh, And to Justin, who's excited to work with dried elderberries that just arrived. And hey, that reminds us, did you get a chance to check out the Elderberries and Elderflowers course yet? It is so cool. It's the second in our series of $10 herb courses, and it's a couple hours of information about all the different ways you can work with elderberries and elderflowers. Um, and it yeah, is recipes really in fun. There. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So check that out. And if you've had any question in your mind of like, wait, how do I make elderberry syrup? Is this the method? Is that the method? Katya teaches There's you... multiple methods in there. Every method that we've come up with so far. And when we add more, they'll go in there. So, yes. <laughs> so check it out. Yes. Plus my favorite elderberry fire cider recipe is in there. Nice. We have a shout out to Myra in New Mexico. Hey. I was just there. Uh, Myra <laughs> likes to wildcraft with her family, and that's awesome. Yeah. The family that wildcrafts together, uh, I need a rhyme with wildcraft, and I'll come up with it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and also to Francisca, who is helping her father by looking into better nutrition and supportive herbs, and we're mm. really excited to help you out with that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, is it Jane Van or Janivan? Or no, Jane, I think it's Jane Van. Okay. Uh, left us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days (laughs) and was hoping for herbs to support athletes and endurance and I hope a lot of what we talked about today helps you Um, let us know what you think definitely think about something like Everyday Yeah for sorry Everyday Yeah (laughs) Uh, something like that for resilience and for recovery I find it super helpful when I'm on that one Mm -hmm. Um, but feel free to send over some more questions yeah And to Water Mountain Girl and also Thinking Positive, also on iTunes, um, who both were saying that the pod inspires them to dig more into their herbal learning. So if you're feeling that way too, check out all of our courses at commonwealthherbs.com slash learn. Nice. And uh, again, if you're in the area by which we basically mean uh, New England or... (laughs) Heck, if you just want to come out for it. Yeah. Um, On October 19th and 20th, we are going to the forest um, in north central Massachusetts, I suppose you'd call it. Yep. And uh, we are going to play with pumpkins together. We're going to harvest some, we're going to pick some apples and pick some pumpkins. And we are going to um, then do lots of fun obstacle course things with our pumpkins. Yeah. So do you, do you. Have you conducted or do you know about how sometimes in high school they'll, like, give everybody an egg and you have to take care of the egg for a few days or a week or whatever? Yeah. Right? To, like, teach you responsibility or something. (laughs) Um, So this is going to be kind of like that. So you're going to get a pumpkin when we're at the farm. Yep. You're going to pick your pumpkin and cho- can, choose choose wisely. Right. <laughs> right. If you choose a small pumpkin, you might be happy. Or if you really want a challenge, choose a big pumpkin. Yeah, because the idea is that for the rest of the weekend, your pumpkin goes everywhere you go. And that includes, you know, we're going to have some, some instruction. I'm going to teach you some basic movements and the easiest, you know, most efficient way to climb over something and go crawl under something and this and that. Um And, you know, Pumpkin can come to class and kind of hang out by the side. Mm -hmm. But then we're going to move around the forest. We're going to go on a little follow the leader wander. And we're going to go over and under and we're going to jump over things. We're going to throw our pumpkins to each other and catch them carefully. Um, (laughs) We might walk down the stream bed a little bit. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have some some plans. Yeah. And a lot of it's going to depend on on you. So uh, bring, bring your pumpkin excitement <laughs> yeah you don't have to bring a pumpkin though because we're going to get those right from the farm all together yeah 
Uh, not only that, but I'm gonna be cooking meals for everyone. And although you can bring your own snacks if you want to, I have a whole pumpkin themed menu planned um, with local farm sausage and local pumpkins and cram fresh cranberries and all kinds of really delicious stuff and pumpkin muffins for breakfast and yeah. paleo ones. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like gourmet paleo pumpkin outdoors cooking stuff. Gluten-free, dairy-free, good. You can eat a hot dog on a stick if you want to, but you, you won't really need to. <laughs> <laughs> no one will laugh if you do, actually. Absolutely. I mean... They're really good. <laughs> um, yeah, and there will be spots to camp. And, of course, we'll be talking about herbal medicine. There's a ton of fantastic uh, forest floor plants out mm -hmm. over there that we'll spend some time with. And a bonfire at night. It's going to be so fun. And we would love it if you joined us. Yeah. So um, to learn more about that, you can go to commonwealthherbs.com slash events. You'll see it in the list right there. And that will give you all the details about how to sign up. Uh, we have 10 spots open for this. And it's in a couple of weekends. So yeah, it's like in two weeks or something like that. From today. Yeah. Yeah. So if that sounds interesting, then check that out. And uh, I hope to see lots of y'all there. Woo! Cool. That's it for us this week. We'll be back next time. Do we know what we're talking about? We do, and I'm really excited about it. It's about how to make change. All right. Yeah. That fits with our, our life lately. Yes. Yeah. We're like <laughs> mostly unpacked. Okay. Not really. 82%. <laughs> we, we are finding balance with our boxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we will talk to you then. Bye-bye.